Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. In last Sunday's Gospel reading, there was a scene that has always been dear to me. It is that scene where Jesus comes to visit the home of Peter and Andrew to discover that Peter's mother-in-law is ill with a fever. And the first thing Jesus does is take her hand and heals her. I always refer to this as the modest miracle with a very large message. It was a small affair, as if you considered the other miracles that our Lord performed. But it is one with important lessons for us. Now, as you may remember, this scene uh, in Peter's home comes after a scene in the synagogue in which Jesus speaks with a new authority that is recognized with wonder and excitement by the crowd. And in the midst of his speaking, an unclean spirit who had possessed uh, a person shouted out, What do you want with us, uh, Lord? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Isn't it curious that the first one publicly to recognize who Jesus was, was a demon. And he recognized it out of fear rather than love. And the whole scene is one that uh, explains how, in fact, in every great word that Jesus speaks, it is followed by a deed that allows that word to take place. The word is the power of God, the power of of repentance, the coming of the kingdom of God. The deed is the expulsion of that unclean spirit as a sign that God now is reclaiming his creation and his creatures. But so great was the uh, excitement that, in a sense, Jesus had to hurry out of the synagogue. He was always telling people, do not tell others of what you have seen, the miracles that express the power of God within Jesus, until the resurrection, when people will be able to understand. But the connection with that scene in the synagogue and the scene in the house of Peter is sometimes lost because, in unfortunately, in the translation we use in the liturgy, there is a, ten- a tendency to eliminate a very important word in Mark's gospel. It's a very little uh, word uh, in Greek, euthus. It means immediately. And Mark loves to use that word immediately. And a lot of times it is simply dropped out of a translation. And let me give you a couple of examples. We are told in the uh, gospel account uh, that you heard on Sunday, his fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee, where the Greek actually says, and at once... His fame spread throughout the whole region of Galilee. 
Now, that's a much more dramatic uh, rendering of what occurred. And everyone knows how fast word of tongue can flow until it finally becomes a rumor. Another example. We are told at the beginning of last Sunday's Gospel, on leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Where the Greek actually says, and immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Immediately expressing an urgency, a, a kind of almost a panic after the crowd got, got so excited. But it teaches a very important word that immediately, the urgency of the message of Jesus, the urgency of his ministry. There is no time really to dally. It is time now for decision, time for action, time for realizing that the hand of God suddenly has appeared uh, among you. And that word, once spoken as it was spoken at the beginning of creation, accomplishes what it says. And often when our uh, Lord is approached by someone in need, he will say in Mark, do you believe that I can do this? And man expressing the faith then follows with a miraculous healing. And one occasion... Uh, the man asked, will you heal me? And he said, I, and Jesus responds, I will heal you. And the minute uh, one is touched, or the minute that the word is spoken, it accomplishes what is said. As soon as Jesus touched Peter's mother-in-law, she was healed. But there is a second point in that gospel account, in that modest miracle that sometimes gets lost. We are told in the gospel, the fever left her and she served them. Jesus is not simply a wonder worker out to amaze people with his power. He sometimes is asked by others to show that power by performing a miracle, but this is not a stage or vaudeville act. When Jesus performs a miracle, it is performed as an expression of the power of the Word of God and done in response to faith and done so that people will be drawn to a deeper understanding of God's power, love, and truth. Jesus performed miracles by and large for those who believe and to encourage deeper faith. But what this little line in uh, the gospel accounting for uh, Peter's mother-in-law's cure, the fever left her and she served them, indicates that a miracle is offered, a gift is given, a grace is experienced, even in our, our own lives, and the mysterious ways that we sometimes uh, experience. The miracle is granted that we might take up our mission and work. That we are called, 
we are, in a sense, gifted by God that we might serve others, proclaim the power of God, and work to transform the world according to the pattern of Christ. That is why I think people who have spoken to me about recovering from very serious illnesses or experiencing what often is called a near-death experience have told me that once they recovered, one of the greatest gifts they experienced was the loss of the fear of death. And it is that, that sense of the word when Jesus said, you will live forever. What a great gift, what a great hope that he gives us. The miracles are granted that we might take up our mission and work. And as Peter's mother-in-law understood this so well, she praised God for his work by emulating his work. And in that, we are called to praise God and to take up the mission we have been given. <laughs> 